when I look, when I saw uh, the John chapter 1, specifically 1 to 5, 1 to 5, and maybe 18, verse 18, you know, uh, these great verses in the John Gospel, I saw an opportunity. This passage, known as the prologue to the John Gospel, or introduction to the John, John Gospel, give us to use an overworked word, an awesome vision of, of Jesus Christ, awesome vision of Jesus, our Savior. And I think that we need this vision because we are now starting the new year, new year. And my wish for you and for me is to grow in our vision of Jesus Christ and our Lord, and our Lord, God, Lord. Okay? The, this passage is for me the Mount Everest of the New Testament. Mount Everest of the New Testament. And we have a, sh a chance here to let its towering vision of who Jesus is and that inspire us at the beginning of the new year. And that's so awesome for all of us. So I thought I would take some of the great images of Jesus here and explore each of them just briefly so that we might bow before his magnificence and kneel before his wonder. That's the good beginning of this year. You know, to, to worship God, to bow down, and to glorify his name. Thank you, Elijah. It is a fitting place for the renewal and our covenant with the Lord Jesus Christ at the beginning of a new year. Yes, we need to renew our covenant relationship with our God. This is great opportunity. Thanks God for that. And now we can read these Bible verses. If you have a Bible, please open John, number one, John chapter one, one and two. In the beginning was the word, and the word was with God, and the word was God. Looks like some philosophy. But no, you will see, this is very practical things when we understand the symbols. He was with God in the beginning. Marvelous things we can find here. In the beginning was the Word. That is the Jesus, Jesus Christ. In the beginning was the Word. The word logos, this is Greek word of word, logos. Hologos, this is the Jesus Christ. Hologos is the agent of God's manifestation. Very important for us. Because after creation, all created beings need some, some uh, um, 
uh, how to say that, uh, la, 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 yeah, contact with God and revelation, more revelation about God. I have one thought in my mind, but nobody of you know what I'm thinking now. <laughs> okay? But when I start to talk, to tell you, ah, you recognize what I'm thinking now. Okay? Um, can you see that the word seems to the invisible thoughts, visible and understandable? That is exactly what what Jesus Christ is. He is manifestation and proved the invisible God. Okay? That's revelation of God need every created being in the universe. Okay? And Jesus was from the beginning somebody who uh, who bring us God near to our heart. This is a great reason why we can worship our Lord Jesus as a never before. Do this every day in this new year. That's what God called all of us. And we will be transforming in the Christ likeness. Mm, marvelous things. Specifically because all of us we need this transformation because, you know, we are too far from God. We are totally changed in another likeness, but not Christ-likeness. And that's what we need. At. The word logos is the word of communication. Communication. Before the incarnation, Jesus is the word. Every before his birth, he is God speaking to us. He is God's self-expression. We talk about the Bible as the word of God. But because the Bible itself says that Jesus is the word, we should refer to the Bible as the word of God written. Whereas Jesus is the living word of God. Jesus is the Guarantee that God speaks good things for us. God is not silent. In the second person of the Trinity, God speaks to us. Are we ready to listen to the voice of Christ in this year? Most important question. Uh, to listen his voice. Where to listen? How to listen his voice? In the Bible, because Jesus and God talk through the Bible to our heart, to our mind, and our consciousness. And that's very important for all of us. Okay, the word logos express fellowship of love. Maybe this is something maybe surprise you, but don't worry, we will talk about that openly. This word Logos is a part of the divine fellowship. He is with God. Can you see it? Two times we found. With God. Logos or word was with God. What, what does that meaning? With God. Okay. Can you see from the beginning we have 
we say one God. Yes, we believe in one God. But this is another person, divine person, who is in connection in both of them. He is with God and he is God, what we see here. He was with God from in the beginning. Here before all things is the fellowship of love that is the Trinity. God is love. Fellowship between the Trinity and God's love only makes sense if God can express love within himself. Mm, this is the basis of everything. The Father loves the Son and the Spirit. The Son loves the Father and the Spirit. And the Spirit loves the Father and the Son. We have here unity Fellowship and, and what we understand here, the love, in love. We get a hint of that here. The Lord or the world was with God and the world was God. He was with God in the beginning, in close connection. They are together. Here is the fellowship of love, we say that. Fellowship of love that has existed since before creation. And that was a basis for everything, for creation and for salvation, for everything. Without that, no salvation. Here, here the world is a part of that love which must extend beyond its own boundaries. When we read that the world was with God, we get hints of the love that led to creation and the love that led to the redemption. Yeah, that's the basis of everything. Jesus, the world, expresses this inner love of the Trinity that uh, will lead to creation and redemption, what we say. Look into the night sky, all the stars, and realize that before that the light ever left those celestial body, God was love and God was speaking. Want to have a communion. In the incarnation we are about to celebrate, we look with awe at the constellation and galaxies that till our skies and our telescopes and however much we marvel of them. We remember that before they were flung of their journeys through the space, there was a war. Word, logos. That word, part of the eternal Godhead, sharing in love and speech, would one day share the love and speech with the world in the human flesh. And so we are filled with a sense of wonder. Yes, we need that vision of Christ, vision of God's love, mutual relationship between Holy Trinity, love between Holy Trinity. And God is ready to 
put that in our heart, in our mind, what we need, you know. The word logos is the mediator. What I say in the beginning, you know, after creation, the crea crea creation need mediator between God and creation. Because God is so big, nobody can understand God. And that is the reason why we need mediator. One who is in same level with him and who can give us revelation or, or words about God. All things were made through him, we can read in verse 3. And without him, nothing was made that was made. For Jesus then, being the word doesn't mean word without action. No, no, no. There is no division between truth and deed. One leads to the another, to other. And in Desire of Ages 2.8.1, Ellen G. White writes, All things were created by the Son of God. Who is Jesus Christ? He is the big creator. And we will read about that. Jesus is the mediator and great creator of all things. He is the Logos and he has the divine power of creation. Divine power. It is the expression of his strength and power and also love. He is not an abstract philosophy. Okay, he is the one who is supremely show us how to live. When we call Jesus the Word, we aren't simply ranking him among or about the great philosophers of the, the, the world. Although he belongs there, he are uh, saying, saving, saving, saying that, that he speaks in such a way as to show us the path of, of life. What does this mean for us? It is a renewed commitment to walking in the ways of Jesus Christ. Sometimes we forgot that, you know, that, that this is my things. Not only has he died for our sins and been raised to give us new life. He lays down the yardstick or criterion for the living, the new life he grant us. I must tune into, into a worldwide vision for a new year. Jesus is the world, is an ac action world. He is not mere words, but the word in action in our life if we ask him to come into us and to help us. But Christ's creative love we can find in John 1.4. In him was life, and the life was the light of man. So the inner relationship of love in the Trinity, that is uh, 
hinted at when we say that the world was with God from the beginning, explodes beyond its boundary into creation. Love cannot be connected with within itself. Love has to love outside itself. Here, in the act of creation, is the first bursting out of God's love. This world or universe was created in love. This is the product of love. Okay, that's very important. Because sometimes we're thinking, oh, what's happened with us? Oh, do somebody love us or something like that? What is the purpose of my life? Come on, back to the beginning. God created you with love, with something special, purpose. Okay? Because he wants to save us. He wants to share his eternal life with us. He wants us to be with him for all time in the future. He, here, in the act of creation, is the first, what we say, expression God's love. And never forgot that. In fact, Christ's creative love involves giving life from within him. In him was life, the Bible says. And that life was the light of man. Aha, very practical. That was the life of man. Just as human parents give all their own lives to created life, so the world does the same. This loving act of creation is an act of self-giving love. From the beginning, God shared his divine power and love and mercy toward all of us. That's very important. The life of God given to the pinnacle of creation, human beings made in God's image, is imparted. Remember the emphasis in Genesis upon God's breathing life into human beings. We need that. God breathing life into human, in our body, in our, our spirit. For the reason, for that reason, and ask God to do that for you personally. In him was life, and that life was the light of man. The word Logos is foundation of the plan of salvation, you know. Uh, and I want to read you just a moment. Uh, Psalm chapter 2. Psalm 2, verse 7. In our, I don't know, in Serbian translation, little wrong translated, but this is original from the Hebrew text. I will declare the Lord's decree. He said to me, you are my son. Today I have become your father. No, I created you or I born you or something like that. Totally wrong. This is the uh, covenant uh, within the Holy Trinity for our salvation. 
here they uh, share or they choose the, their role in the act of salvation. And Jesus decides to be our, our Savior, to be God's lamb, to be God's son. Because as a God creator, he can't die. No, no salvation if he is only God. No, no, he took the human body and he sacrificed this human body for our salvation. We can see and recognize marvelous God's love toward all of us, you know. And very sad is the situation today because so many people in this world reject God's word, reject God, reject Jesus. You know, laughing about uh, Jesus. They try to stop at us. Don't tell us uh, about Jesus. Don't tell us. I don't, not, I don't want to listen to you. Oh, oh, oh. But very soon, they will ask, hey, brother, tell me something about Jesus. But in that way, or in that time, that will be so late. So late. Okay? That's very important for all of us to know all about that. Okay. Uh, what I say, the word Logos is foundation of the plan of salvation. How wonderful then to know that the one who was the creator and whose gift of life provide for all goodness would not only create it, but enter creation. That's happened with Jesus. We remember that the one who entered creation, born of a virgin, was God with us. And his life already bestowed beauty and truth throughout it. Look in the manger and see more than a baby boy. See the light giver and then see if you are not filled with a sense of wonder, please choose Jesus because he is our life and our salvation, savior. And we read next, uh, because he is the special light. The image of Jesus as a light tell me something about his supremacy and his victory. The word Logos is the word of the covenant. God is communicative. He wants to have relationship with the people by the word, Jesus, Logos. Even more than that, God is in covenant relationship, come in with his people. God's love us with unconditional love. Unconditional love. This love is expressed through the Logos, through the Jesus. It is the culmination of God's covenant with man. Now, light, we see the love of the Trinity expanding to redemption. How? The light is not just the source of truth uh, or maybe beauty and goodness. The, 
that life was the light of man. It is more, there is not only light, there is also darkness. Light is needed because, because there is a darkness in us, around us. Why we need light? Because we are in darkness. So the truth, beauty, and goodness that come from the life-giving world stand as a testimony in the face of sin. They are a testimony to the ways of God in opposition to the ways of a world that reject that, that God. But there is more. The light, the light was the shine in the darkness in a more profound way. For the, for the love of God sent into creation through the world, which testified to the love in contrast to the hate and fear, could not stand still. The light would enter creation. It is what we celebrate as we approach Christmas by the road of Advent. And on Christmas, we shall say, light has come. Light ha has come. Baby of Bethlehem is a boar, as a warrior of light, a sworn enemy of darkness. That's very important. But better than that, say John, the light shined in the darkness and the darkness did not overcome it. Verse 5. The word translated overcome is one of these rich, multi-layered, great words. You could say the darkness did not overcome it, but you could also render it as the darkness did not understand it or the darkness did not come to terms with it. Sometimes understanding is the way of coming to the terms with something or controlling it. But darkness can never master light. Amen. Even a tiny speck of light cannot be extinguished by the surrounding darkness. And John tells us that the darkness can never master the light, light of Jesus. Now, that surely is God good news for us. The light of Jesus can never be put out. Light and darkness are not even too equal and opposite force. No, no, no. Light is superior. He is the victor. Okay? So, whenever the life of faith is discouraging, whether do you the internal reason or external uh, pressures, we have good news. Jesus triumphed. Jesus is the victor. And this is not just a private hope maybe for us to enjoy. In the world, when dictators revenge their people, we know they cannot finally prevail. 
when governments and army remage with their forces of war, we who believe in the light know that their darkness is not the final war. It is good news to proclaim to the world as a world, as the church, that the light shines in the darkness and the darkness has not overcome it, nor will it. Now, how that light conquers thought is another matter. Light would overcome darkness, not by violence, but by suffering, the suffering of the cross, that Jesus died on the cross. Darkness will not have the final word. That's most important. Light will. It is already guaranteed in the coming of the world who took the name Jesus. His birth, his life, his death, his resurrection make light shine in the midst of darkness that cannot come in the terms with him. Yes, the world who expresses love within the Trinity is then the one who makes that love spill out in creation through his love. And that love will stop at nothing, for it is the light seen in sacrificial suffering to overcome the darkness for our benefit. And last word what we found here is the glory. Uh, in verse 14, John makes a, a very, very important things. Jesus, uh, he said, uh, Bible says, we have seen his glory. We can see his glory, especially as he also acknowledges later that no one has ever seen God. To verse 18. But through Jesus, in Jesus, we can, we can see God personally. Moses wanted to see God, but he had to hide in a rock and glimpse just a little of God's glory from behind. Isaiah saw the Lord, but became stricken by knowledge of his sin and his people's sin. Climbing that we have seen divine glory in Jesus, then is a monumental climb. What might such glory look like? We have this question also Bible study to this morning. The queen of Sheba saw the glory of King Solomon. It consisted the wealth, property, express express uh, expensive possessions as well as the famed wisdom if we took a tour in maybe buckingham palace we might hope to see some royal glory but not all of it would be on display and that which was the uh, would be a matter of high culture maybe fine art 
and items from the most expensive suppliers. Similarly, our popular culture has a crude version of glory. Money, possessions, property are still a popular measurement of glory, but totally wrong. Similarly, Jesus could call on all the resources of heaven to show dazzling glory that uh, would make Bill Gates like be, look like a paper. paper. Uh, but, but that is not divine glory John describes. His glory is the glory as of, of a father's only son, full of grace and truth. This is version four, 14. The glory of God is not in the splendor of heaven or maybe armies of angels. It is in grace and truth which we found in Jesus. The awesomeness of our God is in the grace and truth brought by the Father's only Son. For grace and truth are the family likeness. The glory of God is not a palaces or maybe uh, another things. No, manger. That's the glory of God is not the uh, amazing of wealth, but in humiliation of cross. The glory of God is not a fullness of possession, but emptiness. Christ emptying Himself of all, but love. And the emptiness of the tomb. <laughs> That's very important. Uh, emptiness of tomb. Okay. Uh, the glory of God comes not in the violent uh, conquest of enemies. Please understand that. But love for enemies and forgiveness for the sinners. This is basis for our salvation. What does this mean for us? For Jesus showing divine glory in the form of grace and truth is a matter of the family likeness. He is God, the one and only Son, verse 18. We are children of God in a different sense according to the passage. Jesus gives us the power to become God's children when we receive him as a personal savior. Verse 20, 12. In power language, we are adopted children. So we are called to reflect God's glory of grace and truth in also being humble, loving, and forgiving of those who wrong us. However, it is not an easy matter. It is something that only comes as we grow in grace. And that means being part of the, the community of God's family and being unconsciously open to the work of the Holy Spirit who uh, imparts the character of God to us. We call it the fruit of the Spirit. We don't work this out alone, but together under the influence of the Holy Spirit. That, that's why not all the great spiritual disciples are pri private actions, but many are also 
incorporated practices as in fellowship with speak we seek to the open to grace in order that it may transform us and we may share it and now maybe it's time to finish to give some last word on conclusion number one jesus is the word then it is great action word to in creation and ethically wise living to encounter him who is the very word of god is a call to our own action in response do that today number two jesus is the life source of biological and spiritual life but more than that he is the eternal life for us that's what we need number three jesus is the light is good news for the church and the world wherever are we are enlightened enlightened by the truth it is the work of jesus and the victory of his light over darkness is good news for all who may despair when evil advances number four finally jesus brings the glory of god in grace and truth he reveals god as so different from the pretty obsession of the world and call us to receive and share grace these four aspects of jesus word life light and glory constitute just a sketch and not even an oil painting of our spiritual everest but i pray that even these sketches might give us enough vision of our incarnate crucified and risen lord to inspire our discipleship in this new year god bless you my brother and sister Amen.